One and a go. What's up, everybody in the Dome Podcast? Podcast, podcast, podcast. Is that your new, is that your new thing? I don't know. Podcast. I just don't know how to, I don't know how to open. Like, wow, what do you say to open? Welcome to the In the Dome. Okay, let's do it Fan Line 60 style. <laughs> I was thinking the morning show where there's 85 ads for Spence Diamonds for 10 hours first. Then there's a preamble about nachos. And then they go right into the fantasy football. Right into fantasy football, followed by Jake and Lack and Fora, followed by Adnan Verk and some movie talk for seven hours. Then maybe there's about five seconds of flames Before talk. they cut right into Jim Rome. And then it's Jim Rome. The guy who, when it's NBA and NHL playoffs, his opening segments are about golf. The NFL. And the NFL offseason. Terrible. We're going to do a podcast because I've got some beef with the Calgary media, but the Fan Night 60 is becoming unli- has become unlistenable over the you past You have years. some serious beef, my friend. It's like every day I turn it on. Like this afternoon, I go to I go to eat lunch. I'm just, I get in my car, I go to get some food. I turn it on. The Flames start their season tomorrow. Are we aware of this? What do you think they're talking about at two in the afternoon? Fucking fantasy football. All right. It's tough, man. It's a tough radio station. Nope. Tell do, do, do. Okay. okay. All right. We're doing a Pacific Division preview today. Pacific Division the preview. PDS. So it's October 1st. We're two days away from PD. game one. The, the regular season starts tomorrow. The Flames don't play until Thursday. We open up against the Colorado Avalanche, a.k.a. our bitches this year. But the season starts tomorrow. So Ranton is, con- is confirmed. He will play. Ranton is playing. I don't know how effective he'll be. So watch he'll get a goal on us, but we got him in our pool, so that's yeah, not bad. We get we got him. So tomorrow night we have the Senators and the Maple Leafs, big surprise. We got the Caps and the Blues. We got the Canucks and the Oilers. We got the Sharks and the Knights, baby. Sign me up. Sign me up. But too bad Evander Kane is suspended. Yeah, that's such a bummer. Okay, do we want to quickly touch on that? I thought it was fine. Everyone's like, ten games. It's like whatever, no, three games. Come on, fine. man. Like if you watch, okay, I get it. The linesman was trying to be proactive. He knew the game was getting out of hand. He yeah. could see stuff coming. Yeah. But since when is a linesman in the middle of the ice, in the middle of the play? It was weird. Like he Kane would have had no clue. Again, the linesman acted very weirdly. Like, I don't know what he was doing. And then he went after him. I understand he was trying to get control of the game, but it was weird. Yeah, but then you could tell he was a little pissed off because Kane slashed him. Yeah. And so he got up in his face a little too close. Oh, yeah. And bumped him over. So when they, when they both got up, Kane pushed him off of him. It was weird. Anyways, it's annoying he won't be in the game. But that should be a, but, that should be a barn burner. Yeah, it's it would be even better with him in the game. Oh, it'd be way better. Are they playing in Vegas first or in San Jose? They're playing in Vegas, I think. Vegas is good in Vegas. You know what? Vegas... Okay, props to the NHL for going to Vegas. Because I think... Right? Was everybody skeptical about this? I was. I sure was. I was like, this is the dumbest it's like shit. Vegas. It's like, yeah. No one's going to give a shit about right? hockey there. Great job. That's the one good thing they've done. All right. Let's get into the Pacific Division preview. All right. So it's dealer's choice. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Because you have your rankings. I have my projections on who I think is going to finish. Right. I didn't even bother because honestly, I hate trying to predict this shit. I do too. But I, I just want to give my opinions on how good or bad they are. And then, I, so what we'll do is we'll go through your We'll go through your rankings, and then I'll give my feedback. All right, let's do it. So we're going to go bottom to top. Let's do it. Bottom to top. So we're going to, again, we're going to do this in a Flames context. So everything we're going to relate back to the Flames. And I'm just going to talk about that stupid fucking Canucks for 10 hours. Okay, so 
Here's how I have the rankings. You want me to read them all now and we'll go through them one by one? Or Who just... do you have coming in last I place? Come, coming in last place, not a shock, the LA Kings. Did you change that? I thought you had Edmonton there. I do, I, it's kind of a bit... I, I don't know if it's a hot take. I can see the Oilers being the worst team in this division. I can see the Oilers being the worst team in the Western Conference this year. Absolutely. I think it's between them and LA. You know what? Like... If they didn't have the greatest hockey player currently on the planet, exactly, that's the only reason. How bad would they be, though? We were looking like, at even, their team, and even look- if he was like, say, he was a Kucherov, it's so brutal because everyone's like, "Yeah, the Oilers have McDavid, though. They had him last year. The guy put up a hundred and twenty points, and they were nowhere near the playoffs. So I don't know what else he can do in a year when it was up for grabs. Yeah, exactly. Anybody could have made it. It was that, unreal. That- Eighth spot. Well, it's just like so. I don't know what else he can do. I that's the retort. A lot of people are like, "Yeah, their team may suck, but they still have McDavid." So like, what, like the Jesus, point is, they put up seventy nine points, and he had them one of the most unbelievable seasons in the past ten years. So, so the point is, he's probably not going to be able to do much more. No, like what else is he going to do? Let, let's go through. Let's start with the Oilers. Let's start with the Oilers. Let's just do it because okay? we were looking at this yesterday. Their forward lineup is like it's. Unbelievably bad. Like literally, there's three guys, and then everybody else is literally would clear waivers. Okay, here's your first line: Connor McDavid with Nygaard, a guy that didn't even play in the NHL last year, even though he looked pretty good in preseason. But like whatever. And James Neal. James, that's your top line. That's your start. That's your top line. How long do you think it's going to take for them to move James Neal off that top line? I think they'll keep him there all year. You know what I like? I love how. To start off the season, they have James Neal. I love it, baby. They're sticking him with McDavid. I love it. Weigh that line down as much as you can. Because that's what it is. Well, again, it he'll Neal, be a weight. He'll Neal be, he'll could that realistically, right like he probably playing with McDavid. Like look at Alex Chason's numbers from last year. He's probably going to put up twenty goals if he spends considerable time with McDavid. Doesn't mean he's not going to be a shitty player and suck. Because I yeah. mean, literally anybody could play with. McDavid. So here's the thing: is that. Anybody playing a full season with McDavid can score 20 goals. I could score 20 goals. I could literally score 20 goals. Literally, I've said this before. If you know how to get open, skate to the side of the net more often than not with your stick on the ice and let the puck hit your stick and go into the empty net, you're guaranteed at least five goals playing with McDavid. It's just like I can't believe that this is that lineup that they're icing. It's just it's unbelievable. Well, I can because like what else do they have? It's... Okay, so that's their top line. That's their top line. Their and second. The other thing, me as a Flames fan, like about this is they're splitting up McDavid and Dry. I love it. I love it because I'm under the impression of the only chance they have, and I could be wrong, but the only I feel like the only chance they have of actually making the playoffs and stealing enough games is if Connor McDavid and Leon Drysdale are Play together. Yep, because if they're scoring three or four goals a game, they're giving you a chance to win every game. Well, again, like, okay, everybody says, okay, well, they have McDavid and Drysaddle. There's no way, even though I think Drysaddle is still an absolutely great player, there's no way he's putting up 50 goals again this year. He had a really high shooting percentage last year. There's, like, I can't see it happening. Maybe 40. But you had probably a career year from him, and, like, I don't know what else these two guys can do. So if he even scores, like, five less goals... Which is very likely. Like, you think they're gonna make the playoffs? <laughs> like, no way. Oh. Like, no way. Like, so, and they got, so right now the second line is Nugent Hopkins centering Dry Sidle and Cassian. Like, Cassian 
literally at best on any good club is, is a fourth is liner, maybe. maybe. I was going to say maybe on the third line. Like maybe, like on a really bad team. Like a Patrick Maroon kind of yeah. role. Like, it's, it's just unbelievable. So that's our second line. Their third line is probably is the worst third line I can think of in the league. That's, oh, that's Marcus Granlin, Gaten Hass, Alex Chason. That's your third line. That's got to be the worst third line in the league, right? Like that has to be. Well, it's rivaling it for sure. Their fourth line is uh, Colby Cave centering Jujar Kara and Archibald. Like what? How do you expect? How is this an NHL team? How is this, like, I guarantee you, if everybody, if Cassian, Granlin, Haas, Chason, Kara, Cave, Archibald, Nygaard, Neal are put on waivers, nobody gets claimed. Okay, and here's the thing. Their offense isn't even their weakness. Their defense exactly. is the weakness. Their defense and goaltending are shit. But their offense, because they have McDavid and Drysaddle, is the only thing they're good at. But just looking at the forward group, like, Tippett... It's going to have to be a fucking master at protecting this third and fourth line. Yeah. Oh, dude. Because they're going to get eaten alive. They are going to get absolutely massacred. And if you think about it, the only way that he can successfully do that is by relying even heavier yeah. on McDavid and Dreisaitl, which can McDavid carry any more load? Well, again, like what else is he going to do? He had 120 points last year. What can he do more? Like, like that's why. That's why when you see the guy in interviews, he just looks dead inside. <laughs> I know. He just like I just played sixty minutes of like I played like a madman. I put up seven points and we still lost. It's like literally that guy can't do anything. So I don't know, like, cause what what season is this for McDavid? Five? I think this is his fifth year. Because now you're getting into like it's been it's been four or five years. You know how they relied so heavily on Talbot that year they made the playoffs. They rely. They've been relying on McDavid just as heavy for well, five I mean, straight he's, seasons. He's had, a, he's had some injury problems. Like I mean, they're really kind of fucking around. Like like I, we saw this last year was McDavid can't play thirty minutes a game. Well, how many? He averaged twenty two minutes a game. Twenty two minutes a night last year is average ice time. That's a lot. It's a lot. And now you're getting into later stages of your career. So well, I don't he's, know. He's twenty three, but I mean. Shit, dude! Like, fuck. Number number he, one, it's a he huge, must. It's a huge waste. He but. must feel the weight of the world because he's literally carrying the weight of a world on his shoulders. On this, but with this in this Edmonton. Some, somebody put it this way: When Connor McDavid's on the ice, the Oilers are one of the best teams in the league. When he's off the ice, they are quantitatively the worst team by a goddamn mile. Like, think about that. Like, that's how much of a... That's how, like... It's not even he's important. He's the only... Like, Drysaddle's good, but I mean, like... McDavid is literally the only thing that like, the Oilers have. They literally only have two players. Yeah, that can even play. And they're unbelievable players, but I mean, literally everybody else is, like, replacement level or below. It's unreal. Like, it's unreal. Like, Nugent Hopkins is okay. Yeah, Nugent Hopkins is okay. But, like, come on. A second-line center... Like he's okay, but again, he's, he's gonna probably, be relied probably, on. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just shocking to me that they are still. So you know what? I'm kind of trying. I think I've convinced myself. I think the Oilers finish last in the division. I really do. Unless there's unless unless Drysaddle continues and is like literally a 50 goal scoring in, and by some miracle Tippett is able to make them play in a way that tightens them up a bit defensively. I just don't see how this team is not the worst team in the division. 
Well, okay. Like they just li- Ima- okay. Imagine it's, McDavid gets hurt. They are they're done. Yeah. Like you if mean, he okay. gets hurt, they're absolutely the worst team in the league. If he misses anywhere close to twenty to thirty games, they're the worst team in the league. I think right. Yeah. If he misses, if he misses more than fifteen games, yeah. Like they will literally finish dead last in the league. It's unbelievable how how bad a job they like. It's un like you couldn't even do this bad a job if you tried right. to build such a poor. You always, you always see what they had that monkey on there picking the picking the Stanley yeah. Cup winners. A monkey could do like seriously. I'm like, not no, I'm not even kidding. If a monkey was just randomly making decisions on how to build this team, like, it, could, it could be better. If you look at what Toronto's even done, they have four guys, well three guys who make in the same range as McDavid. Like, look at what their lines look like. Like, are you, like, it's, like, what? Like, you have Austin Matthews with Janssen and Nylander. That's an insanely good first line. Then you have Tavares and Marner with Kasperi Kapanen. And your bottom six is way better than the Oilers' bottom six. Kerfoot, Moore, that Russian guy who I don't really know how to say his name, Mikhaev, Spezza, Freddy Goche, like, I mean... You're telling me the Oilers could not do a, a worse job building a supporting cast around McDavid? Like, it's just, like, it's unbelievable. So every year it seems like, and it, you could, it could even just be the Pacific, but you, typically in the West, you have a team that just falls off a cliff. Last year it was LA. They went from being in the playoffs to dead last, and they were just god-awful. They were really bad. The year before that, I can't remember who it was. I think it was it Chicago. Well, Chicago's not in the, in the division, but I know what you mean. There's like a perennial contender that fell off. It's kind of, and it's weird how it happens. Um, so I don't know if Edmonton will finish last. I think, I think the McDavid factor, like if he's healthy, they probably don't. But again, like if he gets hurt and he has been prone to injuries and he plays a shit ton, he like, I think, well, how many points did they end up with last season? I think they're at 60. Oh, I the Oilers? You, yeah. 79. I bet you they'll have a similar season. They'll he, be, yeah. I don't know how strong the West and the Pacific will be. Like last, it's pretty bad. Like there was twenty games where all teams had to do was win five straight, and they could have. Made and you the know playoffs. what? That's the other reason why the Oilers could pick up a few more points than other teams. Like than they are expected. They are playing in a pretty weak division. So like, if you're playing, if you're seeing LA all the time, Anaheim all the time, they tend to do well against the Flames. Even so, I could see it. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they are the worst team in the Pacific this year. Because I could see, because again, like if McDavid gets hurt, yeah, they're fucked. I kind of feel like they'll hang around a bit, like they did last. They'll Maybe be, they'll be kind of they'll be middle of the pack, but they'll only be like four points out of dead last, and and four off. points within a playoff spot. Yeah. But yeah, I think they just kind of taper. It's just when you look at how bad that supporting cast is, and it's like if McDavid or Drysaddle gets hurt, it's just like holy shit. Because then you look at their defense. Darnell Nurse. Okay, I okay, I like Darnell Nurse. I like as a Nurse player, too, but, but he's not he, a top D man. No, he's like he's supportive. Like, he's like probably a third pairing guy. I would say he could play second pairing on most teams. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Adam Larson and Darnell Nurse is your top pairing. That's and probably thing, one of the worst Larson, top pairings. In Larson the league. is a second pairing guy. So oh, you don't absolutely. So you, you don't even have a top pairing. No, your your second pairing. Clefbaum is a pretty good player, but and like just let's, let's think about that for a sec, because let's say. Let's say both. Let's say you did. We didn't have Geo or Rasmus Anderson or Brody, any guys that could arguably play first pairing minutes. So now you're looking at now you bump up Hannafin and Hamannick, and that's your top pairing. You that's say, not even like I think both those guys are better than Nurse and Larson though. But even still, 
if you're like, okay, we have only have Hammond and Hammond playing a top pairing, yeah. you're like, wow, our D isn't, like, they're <laughs> taking the bulk of the load. Right. So then you're looking at Darnell Nurse and Larson, and now they're taking the bulk of the load. And you got, okay, so your second pairing is Clefbaum and Bear. Is Bear a rookie? Yep. <laughs> Pretty sure he hasn't played in the NHL yet. Because the first I've I've seen him in this preseason. Okay, he played like 18 games a couple years ago. So, but, I mean, that's, yikes. Guy with not a lot of experience. So, this is a, now you got basically a rookie in the second pairing. Yep. And a guy that's like. And a guy who's not like Noah Hannafin who's played five seasons in the NHL. And it's not even like he's a a touted guy, highly drafted, like a a Makar. It's like this is a guy they're settling with. I'm a second pairing. It's your second pairing. As a pairing. rookie. Like, I'm pretty sure that... you're telling me over an 82-game stretch, he's not going to have some serious struggles? Struggles? Like, Jesus. And then the third pairing, Chris Russell. And, I mean, they just waved... Did they wave Matt Benning today? I think they waved him. I think they did wave Matt Benning. I, I have to check, but, I mean, that's, that's probably one of the worst defensive cores in the entire league by a mile. Definitely one of the worst top pairings. Like, absolutely. Again, I like Darnell Nurse, but, I mean, he's not a top pairing guy. I don't think Adam Larson is even close to a top pairing guy. Clefbaum is probably the closest guy they have to a number one defenseman. Um, but, I mean, even still, he's... I mean, where if, if Clefbaum's on the flames, where is he? He's probably your maybe fifth fourth. guy. Maybe he's Maybe fourth. he's a bit ahead of Hannafin. Like, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But, fuck, does that defense look bad? And then they're goaltending. Like, Koskinen did... What did he do last year? Okay, and I mean, sure, go ahead. Give Koskinen the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I guess. Let's say he plays above average. He could. Like, like how many games can they play him? Let's say Koskinen is playing well. You're still going to see Mike Smith for 35 starts. Do you think Mike Smith is worse than Koskinen? Oh, yeah. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Listen, I hope he's not. But I mean, literally, if you're splitting between Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen, whoa, that is looking pretty gross. Like, what were they doing picking up Smith? Well, again, like you think again, everybody's shitting on the Flames for picking up Talbot, but I mean, like, how is picking up Mike Smith, like, how is that a replacement? Because you know what, you don't watch the only team you watch all year round is your own team, right? So most people have no clue how bad Mike Smith was. Like they have they no only saw, idea. Their only reference is how well he looked in the playoffs. Which was not even that good. Well, that's why I said looked. He looked good. He looked good because he's always out of position. How good was he? And I don't know. One good game. Like, I mean, like, it's just shocking to me, like, the, the fact that this is their team. Like, it's unbelievable. Now that they have Neil... And Smith, and there's just going to be this year-long comparison between Lucic and Talbot and Neil and Smith. Yeah. Like, I am looking forward to watching Me Oilers too. hockey. Even more. Because the more... That's why we're spending so much time on the Oilers. We yeah. will not spend this much time on everybody else. But it just gives us... It gives me so much pleasure to look at this lineup. <laughs> no, I know. And it's like, I don't think people... I don't think even we realized until the other day when somebody posted their... I think it was yesterday even. Somebody posted just their lines in practice. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit. Like, what is this? Like, I think Sean Tierney said, if you if you disc if you put your if you discount McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hawkins and put all of them on waivers, nobody gets claimed. Like, not even one of them. 
That's insane. And then, so somebody put up this. It's like they, they and broke. And it's not even like the Ducks are a bit of a comparison because they're going through a rebuild. Yeah. But they have all these kind of no-name guys that are legit prospects. They have actual prospects in their system. Like, like these aren't even prospects. Right? These are just, just kind of like, like guys. They're just bodies. I know. That they decided to put in the lineup because they got no better option. Like, are any of these guys on this team legit prospects? Probably not. I don't know about Bear. Maybe Bear. Like maybe Bear. I mean, Bouchard. I think they sent Bouchard down, but he's probably going to be What about Colby Cave? Like, I've never like, heard of him until the preseason. So, so. Here's, the, here's the Oilers' four point totals last year. Nagar didn't play in the league. <laughs> like, it's unreal. McDavid had 116. Drysaddle had 105. Okay. Neil had 19. And I, I'm going to say this. If Drysaddle doesn't play with McDavid, he's not getting 100 points. Neil had 19 points. Cassian had 26 points. And that's, and that's playing the last third of the season with McDavid. Yeah. RNH had 69 points. Chason had 38 points. Sheehan had 19 points. Uh, Jujar had... Is that how you say it? Why yeah. can't I ever say it? No, you can. Jujar. Jujar Kara. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know why that name trips me up so much. He had 18 points. Um, Archibald had 22 points. I think we did this stat not too long like it's ago. Insane. We did the what percentage of points did McDavid and oh, Connor yeah. have of it their teams? It wasn't even. It was well, unreal. It was like, I think it was close to forty percent. It was. It was in the league, like not even close. Okay. So I, I really think that they could be the worst team in the Pacific this year. Like, I mean, again, McDavid and Drysaddle. I just like again, like it's just. They, what did they do last year? They were unreal last year. Those and two, they still sucked. Those two had career years. McKay, like, like Drysaddle scored 50 goals. He scored 50 goals! They had 200-point players. And they still got 79 points. It's not even like they were close. They still only got like 8 more points in the Kings. Anyways, I think part of why we spend so much time on this is like... Then you're on social media and you see this Edmonton Oilers fan base. I know. And they think they're good. I know. Like, they think Neil is a good player. And it's like the thing I said earlier because I, I was ripping the fan guys this morning... It's like, okay, Calgary media can tend to be kind of dumb, but the Edmonton media is fucking delusional. Like, they're oblivious. Like, they think that the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. Like, yeah. for real. Well, okay, was that Bouchard guy? Yeah. Oh, he's the next Chris Pronger. <laughs> he's not, he didn't even make the team. <laughs> I know. It's literally a preseason rookie game, and the Oilers commentaries are comparing him to Chris Pronger. <laughs> he doesn't make the team. Okay. So Anyways. let's go to LA because LA is okay. number seven on your list. Well, I I just switched them. So yeah, I'm bold prediction: the Oilers finished last in Pacific. Don't okay. hold me to any of these predictions. Okay. Okay, let's go to the LA Kings. LA Kings. Again, so, another oh, another yeah, weak looking team. They're looking pretty gross these days. The thing is, the LA Kings are still built for the game that was yeah. four or five years ago, and they only had seventy one points last year. Yikers! To me, I don't understand how they were so bad. Like, did you follow that? What? How you break that down? They couldn't score. They're so slow. They have, oh, yeah. they're like really. But bad. you would even think with what Jonathan Quick is your goaltender. Quick sucked though. That's weird. Yeah. So like their their lines are looking pretty gross. Okay. Like pretty old. And yeah. Pretty slow. It is. It's like they're old and slow. Incredibly, they have no depth. The they game, have no scoring. The game has passed this team by. They have no defense. They have no goaltending. Literally, they have nothing. Okay, let's go through their lines real okay, quick. Okay, so right now, Daily Faceoff has their top line is I have follow Kopitar, Dustin Brown. Um, I mean, okay, and I mean, sure, decent line, but decent rivaling, line five years rivaling ago. a number one 
line in today's game? Nope. No. I think that I think Col- Andre Kopitar could play on number one number one. Yeah, I number think one I think most people write him off as just like an old slow guy. I still think he's a good piece. But Dustin Brown's Dustin, may, maybe third line. Yeah, and I mean he had a bit of a better season last year, but still, like okay, if we had Dustin Brown, where are we slot? If he had line? Dustin Brown, he's probably on the fourth line. You think? Well, if we don't have Lucic, he's maybe on the third line. Yeah, I could see he's, he's still got value. Yeah, so like that's a tough looking line. They still have Kovalchuk there. I don't okay. know. Is he gonna play? That like, was risky, man. Yeah, that was. Stupid. They brought in Kovalchuk. Didn't work out. So you got Kovalchuk, Kempe. And Jeff Carter. Like, didn't, they just, didn't they just wave Kempe? No, they didn't wave Kempe. I looked. Who was it they waved? I don't know, but it wasn't him. Okay. So they got Kovalchuk, Kempe, and Carter. Yeah. Same thing. Carter's like, how old is that guy now? Remember when, remember when it was Richards and Carter in Philadelphia? <laughs> right? Like 20 years ago, it seems Dude, like. Dude, so do you know the story of the Dion Phaneuf offer? No. The Flyers offered Mike Richards and Jeff Carter for Dion Phaneuf. Oh, man. And the Flames didn't take it. That might be who false. Who was the GM? Who was Daryl? Oh, it was like it was like one of the. It was when he was still really good. <laughs> so, anyways, okay. yeah. So they're like they're literally like one of the most outdated teams in the league. Like, and again, like when you, I you, would trade two Stanley Cups. And you saw it last year. Yeah, you saw it last year to an extreme degree. They couldn't get anything going. Like, and then their third line this year, they got Austin Wagner. I don't even know who Blake Lazotte is. No. And Tyler DeFoley has not really been what he no. should be. He's third line. Like, he has struggled really hard. And then their fourth line is a really old fourth line. Kyle Clifford. I don't even know who Mike Amadio is and Trevor Lewis. Yeah. So, I mean, Lewis and Clifford are still serviceable players, but I think they're they're pretty old. And It's kind of surprising, like, who on that NH, on that Stanley Cup winning team is not on this team. I know. Like, so they still have Kopitar, Brown, Carter, Toffoli. Like, how did they Lewis, win the cup first? Because it's like the game changed so fast, man. Like, it just changed like, on changed a dime. changed over fucking night. It changed on a dime. And they weren't, and they had all these guys. And the other thing they did was they signed a lot of these guys after they won the cups. Right. So it wasn't like they won them and then these guys aren't, like, they gave them their money afterwards. Right. Which is really never smart. So right. their defense is pretty rough. I mean, Doughty's getting up there. I still think he's an okay defenseman. No, he's great still. Um, I don't even know who Bronfoot is. That's the first pairing, Doughty and Bronfoot. Alec Martinez, meh. Matt Roy, yikes. Um, ben Hutton, Sean Walker. So yeah. they're, they're, they're second and third pairings are probably one of the worst two. I don't know, man. I think because you have because you have McDavid and Drysdale, I think LA is worse. It's. I still think the others are worse. Okay. I think it's mostly with the Kings. It's mostly age. Like they're they're yeah it looks pretty gross, um, but I think they're I don't know if they will will be as bad last year, because I'm actually a bit of a believer in like Jack Campbell and I think he I think he's gonna be the number one this year, over really quick oh yeah wow I think they'll platoon it but I'm pretty because they also who do they have signed they have um you think Quick's at the end of the rope or what oh yeah absolutely I think they're gonna try I think Quick is the expansion draft guy obviously. I think they would dump him in a heartbeat if they could. He's the new flurry. Yeah, he's the new flurry. Except I don't think he's gonna bounce back. Like he's pretty old. Like what is he? 34, 35? Yeah, I think he's pretty close to that. Yeah, I think he's thirty four. But they do have um, they do have, and they got Cal Peterson. So like honestly, I expect. I don't know. I would put Peterson and Campbell ahead of Quick, but I imagine they'll. I imagine they'll expose one of those guys in the expansion draft. Maybe trade one of those guys. But I think Jack Campbell could be a a pretty okay goalie. So I think they, I think they will still suck, but I can't imagine they're quite as, quite as bad as they are last year. They got a new coach, McClellan's coming in, um, so 
We'll see. I, again, I think the Oilers and they them are the two absolute 7-8s. Would you not agree? Like, there's no way that those two teams aren't yeah. the worst two in the division. I don't think. Where do you have the Ducks? I have the Ducks a little higher than okay. most well, people. So who's your six? So six, I got the Canucks. Okay. And I know and this... five is Ducks? Uh, yeah, the Canucks, the Ducks are... Nope, I got the Coyotes at five. You got Ducks four? I got Ducks four. Okay, interesting. All right, let's go Canucks. So the Canucks are a bit of an interesting one because, again, I think they are much improved because they did a lot of short-term stupid things. They got guys like J.C. Miller. They got Michael Furland. They got um, Tyler Myers. Oh, my God. They got Jordy Ben. So I think they could be a, they could put up more points. Yeah. But I'm still kind of skeptical. Okay, why? I don't know, man. Like, I think their offense, so much of their offense runs through Pedersen and Besser. We got third lines. Terrible. I do like the I do like their first line. I don't know if I like their first line actually. <laughs> I like Pedersen. I like Besser. I think Furland is. I think most. I think people overvalue Furland a little bit because again, you got to remember. Remember when he was with Gaudreau and Monahan? Yep. Inconsistent as fuck. Yeah. So he's probably going to score twenty goals, but he's going to disappear for just giant swaths of the season. Okay. I don't mind their second line. I like Bo, Bo Horvat. I like J T Miller. They shouldn't have given up like first. Like, Horvat and Miller should be a good tandem. Yeah, that'll be a good tandem. Um, and then they're, they're playing with Tanner Pearson. But then their bottom six is really gross. I mean, they're, like, honestly, their top six. Their top six is okay. It's okay. It's definitely not upper echelon. Yeah, you're relying so much on Pedersen and Besser. Um, if yeah. they even take a little bit of a step back. I like Besser and I like Pedersen, obviously. But, I mean, if they get stay, take a step back or one of them gets hurt, that's the Yikers. Are you surprised that we're not seeing uh, Hughes yet? I'm a little surprised. I you mean Quinn? Yeah. Well, I think he made the team, didn't he? Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, I okay. think he'll play the. So I don't. Again, I don't. Tyler. Meyer, I thought he was a forward. Yeah, Jack Hughes. Quinn Hughes is a defenseman. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, I still. I said they were both forwards. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, no, he's a D man. Their bottom six is pretty gross. Uh, Levo, Sutter, Vertanen, Matt Beagle. I don't know, man. It's like... expensive and gross. The Canucks are in, I think, the worst spot you can be in, which think, is not good and capped out. Do you think the game has passed the Sutter <laughs> style of play by? Uh, can Sutter, 10 years ago. Can Sutter, Brandon Sutter still be an effective player? Nope. I mean, he's okay. Probably, he's like, probably like a 4 In today's guy. day and age, because the scoring's up, you need production. Oh, I know. Like, you have to be two-way. You can't just be one-way defense. Well, I, again, like, I don't even think it's, like, two-way, like, you need that shutdown guy. It's, like, can you skate? Can you be a positive possession player? That's why, like, I think Bill... Can you work well with the puck? That's why I think Bill Peters is an effective coach. I because do, Because he's coaching for today's game. Yeah. Which is speed, puck possession. Yeah. Moving the if, puck. If you have speed and puck possession, already your defense right? is stronger. Totally. So that's why I'm still not totally sold on how the Canucks are built. Um, I, I, I don't mind the Furlan acquisition. The JT Miller, I like JT Miller. They gave up way too much. Again, like they're a team that's capped out. So maybe they see a bump this year, but like they're, they better actually yeah. because like they could be fucked in the long and term. And so their fourth line is you got Beagle, Jay Beagle centering Schaller and Mott. Doesn't Beagle make a lot of money? Beagle makes a fuck ton, like three and a half. Yeah. So not great. Their defense is. Yikes. They, okay. Alex Elder's okay. Tyler Myers is, Ed, is bad. Okay. Edler, how old is that guy? Yeah, he's got to be like 34, Are you 35. telling me he's not going to lose a step? He'd be okay, but a second pairing. Yeah, second pairing. Quinn Hughes could... And, on a, and on a good defensive yeah, team, exactly. he's, he's, rounding, he's like a Brody. He's rounding totally. up your fucking sixth. 
60 men. I dare you throw Brody under the bus like that. Sorry, Brody. Quinn Hughes, Chris Tanev, I mean, that's okay. Not, not. It's pretty bad for a second pairing. So Quinn Hughes is a rookie. Quinn Hughes could have a breakout season. Tyler Myers? What do you think of Tyler Myers? I think he's terrible. I think they gave him way too like, much I get money. it. He's huge. But that's it. He can play physical, but how good is he actually at defense? He's not. He stinks. And it's not like he's strong offense. Like, look at his position. Like, he, what did he put up in Winnipeg? Like... He had 36 points a couple years ago, like, okay, but I mean, his possession metrics aren't super encouraging. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I think Vancouver is about as good as they were last year. I think the problem with Vancouver is this year is as good as they're going to get because they're capped out now. Like, how are they going to sign Pedersen? Yeah. How are they going to sign Besser when he's up again? Yeah. Like, it's going to be real trouble. So I think the problem with the Canucks is not even this year. It's a couple of years down the road when they're fucked because they got so much money tied up in Beagle. And well, you you've heard it like Benning. They're trying to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I know. Big and, mistake. And this is like, you know, the trouble when you have a GM in a Benning situation and a metal owner where the owners has they want to make money because yep. Vancouver's like that. Their fan base. Well, they have to make the playoffs because their fan base won't come to the games if they're not competitive. Like so. they will legit have nothing to do with the team. So it's it's not encouraging. So I think I think Markstrom is okay. I like Markstrom. I don't and, mind and, him, and I think mostly because he seems to play on on his head every time right. we play them. So I don't mind him, but I'm still not. I think most people are expecting the Canucks to be like get that jolt from all the additions, but I'm not super confident. And who's in them. their second goalie? Uh, Thatcher Demko. So yeah, not super confident in their goaltending. I think Markstrom's okay, man. but like okay, outside like. Pedersen and Besser are lights out. Pedersen and Besser are absolute studs, but I mean, like, again, what if Pedersen But gets they're hurt? not as good as fucking Connor and Drysaddle. Oh, no, not even close. But, I okay, I made this, this is my bowl prediction. Outside of McDavid, Pedersen will be the next guy to lead the league. I, yeah, I love it. I, I think he's, yeah, he's like, he's probably the prototypical, like, new NHL superstar. Yeah. I think he and Aho are kind of like similar guys. Yeah. Incredibly skilled incredibly fast like not even big at all and there he's got joe sackick release unbelievable shot unbelievable vision so that's kind of like the new superstar yeah so it's really interesting anyways i don't know so similarly vancouver is going to rely very heavily on those two guys to produce yeah exactly the same as last year when those guys slumped the team sagged yeah and i don't know man it's a long season i just think with a team like that somebody gets hurt they're totally done. So, so where did they place last year in the Pacific? Um, they were, I think they were in the same spot, right? They finished third last. Oh, no, they they were above the Ducks. So they had 81 points, one more point than the Ducks. Okay. So they were fifth. Because I kind of see them maybe getting a few extra points this year, but they're going to be right in the yeah, middle Yeah, me pack. too. I, I just think, I just, my gut is telling me, everything I see tells me that they are, they are I think the Ducks and the Yotes are All right, better. who do you got at five? All right, I got the Yotes at five. Okay, because a lot of people are saying, no, Yotes are now, they're now contending for top three. And I say, okay, maybe Phil Kessel has a really good year, and they're in a weak division, but I mean, like, look at their team. I don't know if it inspires a lot of confidence to me. And who's the coach? Um, fuck, who is the coach? I don't know. It's Rick Talkin. Rick Talk is their coach, so that's encouraging because he and Kessel have a history. I think he's an okay coach. Um, but I don't know. Like when I look at their lineup, like it just doesn't do a lot for me. You got Derek Stepan centering K 
Kessel and Keller. That's probably that'll be a decent line. It's decent. Like they'll be dangerous. Well, Stepan's not a number one center. No, but they'll still be dangerous line. Keller has not done much for me in his three seasons in the league. Um, I mean, I I think Kessel is the key to all of this. Yeah. I think he's gonna have a really good year because he's gonna play with Talkin. He's gonna get a shit ton of ice time. He's a good power play guy. So I think he. I literally think everyone's expecting him to regress. I think he could put up forty goals, and that could propel them up a little bit. But I mean, like. I don't know, but the rest of their team, like their second line, Kristen Dvorak. I like Nick Schmaltz, Connor Garland. Like that doesn't do much for me. That's a pretty meh second line. It is, yeah. Their third line, especially over eighty-two games, right? They added uh, Carl Soderberg, Lawson Kroos, Kristen Fisher. Like meh. Well, they're kind of a weird team. Like they just kind of grind out wins. So their team. This is kind of bugs me. Is this like? Oh, they're the analytics team. It's built on analytics. Not really. Like, I think John Chaka, like, he's the young GM who's, like, really into analytics. I think he's made some really dumb moves, to be honest. Like, a lot of the moves he's made have been weird. So, I just I just don't know if I believe in their forward group enough. Like, I don't think they can score. Like, I think Kessel definitely helps. Um, and I think they're kind of, like, the sexy, like, yeah, they could bump up. And even I kind of got into that hype a little bit. But The thing is, like, is there a more boring team in the league to watch? Oh, man. Kessel will make it more fun. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I'm just really, really suspicious that they can't get it done up front. Yeah, you know what? It would not surprise me if they really struggle. And, like, again, they're in the, – the Western Conference is way more wide open than the East, I think. So I think, again, in, the, in, that, in that weaker division – but dude, like, how like who is who led them in scoring last year? Like, I don't even think they had a twenty goal scorer last year, did they? Like, it's just like I don't see how you can make it when you have so little scoring. Yeah, you need to score goals. Like, I just don't get it, man. And like their defense is okay, so they've got Oliver Ekman Larson, who I really like. Yep. Jason Jason Demers is okay; he's kind of underrated. Yeah, Jalmerson, uh, Chicharin. Hopefully, he has a, a bit of a breakout season. Jalmerson, Goligoski, who wakes, makes way too much money. I don't mind their defense, Austerly. So that's yeah. okay. You know what? They got a solid, well-rounded defense. It's not the. They world. don't have any stars. Like, well, outside of Exmoor and Larson, he's get some points, right? Yeah, he's he's a pretty good player, but it's not like nothing jumps off the page to me, right? Yeah, and that's kind of like that's Arizona, though. Nothing, yeah, nothing true. jumps off the page. Although they can still get it done. Like I mean, literally last year, Clayton Keller led the team with forty-seven points. Wow! Not one player scored more than twenty goals. Just think about that. Brad Richardson led. Brad Richardson and Galchenyuk, who's not on the team anymore, led the team with nineteen goals each. Your team leader in points had forty-seven points. Had forty-seven points. So I just don't know if you can win in the NHL with such little production. From I guys. Don't know, man. So like, you need to be. So on it every single night in order to do that defensively. It's kind of for me. It's kind of Judasy. It's kind of Judasy. I don't know what Judasy means. I oh. I'll have to believe it when I see it. Oh, that's a, a Christian take, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Judas. Judas. Okay, I'll believe when I see it. Yeah, okay, I don't mind it. So I think they're. I goal- can get on that. I Judas think their goaltending is where they could be incredibly strong. Rantan Kemper is probably. One of the best tandems in the league, I think. As long as Randy can stay healthy, which he's already hurt, apparently. And hopefully, because we both have Kemper, we have Kemper in our fantasy. Yeah, hopefully Randy's done for the season. So, um, I think if Kessel can put up, like, 40-plus goals without an elite first-line centerman, maybe Keller has a bit of a breakout year, their defense holds up, and their goaltending continues to be solid, maybe, just maybe, they're higher on my list. I don't know. Yeah, this is a meh. But that's team. a lot of ifs. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of meh on the Coyotes. I'd love to be proven wrong because I really want to go to a Phoenix Calgary uh, playoff. Yeah, game. I'm going to Phoenix in February. I'm going to exactly. try to do it. Exactly. So like you got to you got to go. 
All okay. right. So, number four, you um, got this is, Anaheim. This is the controversial one. I got the Ducks coming in at number four. The Ducks are such an anomaly. They are weird, eh? Because when you look at their lineup, they still have some good pieces. They have some good young pieces. And they have the trump card, which is John Gibson. Yeah. So, I think when you look at their four... Was he, he, honestly, currently, he rivals for best goaltender in the league. I think he's the best goalie in the league. Like, I think he, like, pound for pound, shot for shot, he's the best goalie in the league as far as I'm concerned. But, so, they stayed above water for the first 20 games oh, last year. man. Even Just because of him, though. Only because of Gibson. Only because of him. But then he couldn't carry the load anymore. Like, he was, like, the this poor is the, guy, hey? This is the great thing about the season being so long. Yeah. Is that you can't do it out. with individuals. Yeah. You can't have individual efforts. You can... Listen, you can win 20 game seasons with individual efforts. Yeah. But 82, you oh, just can't dude, do it. You can't do it. That's why hockey is the... As far as I'm concerned, that's why hockey is the... Well, it's not the only reason why, but I mean, what a great sport. So, I mean, like, here's their top line. You got Ricard Raquel. Really like him. Love I him. think Getzlaff is still a good player. She hasn't hasn't shown anything to prove otherwise. And my one of my favorite guys, underrated guys, is Andre Kass, who I still I don't know how to say the fu- his fucking name. Kasa, Kass. Kasa. Kasa? Kasha. Kasha. Kasha? It's Kasha. So, I like that top line. That's not bad at all. Yeah, it's a good top line. Um, sorry, I wasn't looking at the right lines there. Um, their second line is Devin Shore, Ugh. Sam Steele, Ugh. Jakub Silverberg. I like Silverberg. Obviously, because he scores every single time we play them. Yeah. So the second line is okay. Sam Steele, maybe he has a breakout year. You never know. And Perry went to Dallas. Perry went to Dallas, yeah. Um, Nick Ritchie, Adam Henrique, Troy Terry. So we get to see less of Perry. That's never a bad thing. Thank God. I don't mind that third line. I think Henrique is still an okay guy. I think Nick Ritchie, out of yeah. but I mean Troy Terry. That's a decent, yep. Yeah. And then their fourth line. I'm sorry, I've got two line combos open here. Uh, Devin Shore, no, sorry. Um, Carter Rowney, Daniel Sprong, Max Jones. Don't know those guys. Yeah, and Sprong was. But put, I, but I have a feeling waivers yesterday. So. Okay. The, yeah, and these guys are. They have a good farm team. Yeah, they, they have. They have prospects who are legit. Yeah. They have guys like I don't think Cash is a prospect anymore, but they do have those guys, Sam Steele. But nothing jumps out here that these are a pl- this is a playoff. No, team. no, I just think and I they're hiring Dallas Eakins as their coach. I really like him as a coach. Okay. So I think where was he? He was coaching their farm team. Okay. Remember he was with the Oilers for one year. No. Remember Dallas Eakins? Can't remember that. What? Oh, as a player, you mean? No, he coached the Oilers. Remember Eakins in that like uh, in that. Remember, remember Dallas Eakins? No. You don't remember him? No. Oh, I can't believe that. Crazy. So okay, on, on defense. On defense. They got Fowler still? They got your they got your boy, your Cam Fowler boy, your lover boy. Um so I don't I don't mind some of their defensemen. Oh yeah, Hampus Lindholm, he's good. I like Hampus Lindholm. Joss Manson is ooh, he's okay. Yeah. Gooley. Yeah. Cam Fowler, Delzato. Jacob Larson, yeah. Delzato. Like de- decent D. De- so it's not like Edmonton bad, but yeah. it's still not very good. Yeah. I think Lindholm is still an okay player. I think Fowler is But then okay. they got Gibson. But then they have John Gibson and Ryan Miller as their backup. So I think their season... They probably have the strongest goaltending. They probably have the tr- strongest goaltending tandem in the in NHL. the Pacific, right? Well, in the maybe NHL. in the NHL. Yeah. Like, I think Tampa may be a bit ahead of them just because they got McElhinney and Vasilevsky, but... I, I don't mind the Ducks. I could see them bouncing back a little bit just because I think Getzlaff is still a pretty good player. If they get a few breakouts, if they have some breakouts from some of their younger guys, they still have Raquel and Silverberg, who I like. Adam Henrique's still an okay player. 
and they have Gibson. They have John Gibson. So I don't know. I'd, I'd still place the Yotes ahead of the Ducks, just because I think the Yotes are trending up, and I think the Ducks are trending. I think down. so too. When you look at purely the numbers and the analytics, I think the Yotes should be ahead of the Ducks. But I'm going. I'm going against my better judgment, and I'm going with the Ducks, baby. Okay. Um, I, say, I don't think they're as bad as everybody thinks they're. I'll say Yotes coming fourth, and then it's a dog fight between the Canucks and the Ducks for. I still don't think we should prep. We should have prefaced this saying like I don't think any of those teams make the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> no. Like maybe one of Anaheim or maybe, Arizona sneaks maybe, in. Maybe Anaheim. If like Winnipeg, yeah, maybe sucks. Arizona sneaks in. That's what I'm gonna say. Like maybe I could see the Ducks or the Yotes sneaking in. Like maybe even the Canucks if they have an unreal year. But I would take the Yotes and the Ducks ahead of. The Oilers, Canucks, and Kings for sure. Okay, let's get into the real teams. The top three, baby. Now that we spent 45 minutes on the shitty teams, let's get into the nitty-gritty. Okay, so I have the Sharks yep. third. Okay. And I know a lot of people have the Flames third right now, but I'm not sold on the Sharks just yet. You have Flames second? I have the Flames second. Okay. Are you, how, how do you feel about the Sharks? Well, okay, you look at their forwards. They lost Pavelski. Like, their forwards, and then you have some guys getting older, so you got Timo... I think their top six is pretty fucking good. It is. You got Timo Meyer, Couture, LeBanc. Those, that's a great line. That's a good line. You got Hurdle, Kane. They got Brzezinski up there right now, but I don't know. And then it kind of starts to taper off. Outside of Joe Thurton, you got Sorensen. <laughs> don't even... Yurkatin. Yurkatin. He's had a good preseason. Radio. Gambrell. Melker Carlson. So, I don't know. Without Pravelski there, like, yeah. how many goals did he score last year? I think he had 35 or something. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a decent hole. That's a big hole that they didn't go out, out externally to, exactly. to fill. They're trying to fill internally. Yeah. But you already had career years from Meyer and LeBanc. It's just, this to me is where the Flames have them beat is in depth. Because Finally. Tom, finally, right? However, if you look at offensive production from the defensive end. Exactly. So that's where the key lies. Yeah. They have Carlson. They have Brett Burns. Those so guys could be. Where I sit with San Jose is that it all hinges on how well and healthy Carlson plays and exactly. stays. Yeah. Because if he's if he even puts up 60 points and he's like plays the majority of the games, they may yeah. score more goals in the Flames again. Exactly. Um, but let's say... Carlson even struggles a bit with injury, or he's just if loses he, a step because yeah. he's had. Did he have a surgery? He's dude. He's had like surgery like every year. For like the past he's three starting years. to kind of fall yeah. apart a bit, and I feel like if he is closer to that average type of player, yeah, then I think we got him beat. Yeah, it really does hinge on those two guys because those two, like again, if they're tops, if they don't have any injuries in their in their forward ranks, like that's pretty good forward ranks, top six, anyways. Yeah, I don't like their depth on the third and fourth lines. Well, that's the thing. If they if they like say one of those top guys on forwards get injured, yeah, even for like 15, oh exactly. 20 Imagine games. Meyer again, and you, I I don't know if we're overvaluing injuries, but seriously, like it's a huge thing, man. Yeah, like if somebody gets hurt and you don't have depth, you're fucked. So I don't like that. I mean, again, like you said, if Carlson is healthy the entire year and he's Eric Carlson, like legit Eric Carlson, I think they're above the Flames. I think they're better than the Golden Knights. But oh, right, really? Oh, if Carlson is Carlson yeah. and they have Burns, yikes! Look the look out. But I just don't think they. And did. How old is Carlson? He's like thirty, I think. Okay, because um, he's making bank still. Oh yeah, he's signed for the next eight years. So I just don't think they did enough to address Pavelski. And they also lost Donskoy, and they they I know they picked up and they lost Nyquist too. 
I know they picked him up at the deadline or whatever. That's right, yeah. But they lost three guys who, like, those are... Pavelski is a number one, number two guy. Oh, easily number Don one. Donskoy is absolutely a second, a top six guy. Nyquist is a top nine guy. So you at least, at least three guys from your top nine, one of whom scored 35 goals. Yeah. Like, you could be in for a little bit of trouble, you know? So I'm just not super sure they've done enough there. It was there. the Sharks and Flames. Didn't they lead the league in goals? Scored? I think so. So the problem with the San Jose last year was defense. They had the most goals scored and the highest goals allowed. Sorry to interrupt. Pavelski had 38 goals last year. So that's 38 goals you're not replacing. Not that I think he would have scored 38 again, and I'm not confident he will in Dallas. Maybe he does if he's playing with Tyler Sagan or whatever, but... Yep. Like, that's 38 goals that are just, like, how are you going to make up for and, that? And it's pulled their defense. Like so that's you have, pretty you have tough. Burns Carlson. Their so defense are good. They got Burns Carlson, Vlasic. Dylan's okay. He's a very feisty. He's serviceable, but I mean. I mean, he's a rough, he plays rough, but I don't know how good he's solid he's at defense. <laughs> and then they got Ferraro and Prout. They got Prout. That's a pretty nasty-looking third pairing. Yeah, Prout was our seventh team, our eighth D-man last year. And now he's playing in a I third mean, pairing. The guy scored a sick goal against the Sharks, so you got to give him props for that. That's right? why they picked him up. Thanks, Prout, for doing that. Thanks, Dalton. So then, to me, another real kind of cornerstone of how much success San Jose has is the play of the goaltender. Yeah, and he was pretty dog shit last year. So both of their guys were absolutely like. They probably so they got Martin Jones and and is it Andy Dell? Aaron Dell. Aaron he's, Dell. He's an Airdrie boy. So like I feel like definitely Jones is probably the worst. Not the worst, but he's probably man. Did you see him in the yeah. Vegas game? He looked awful. He's probably the worst starting goalie in the league. Don't you agree? Potentially, like maybe other than Koskinen. And so because they said that I heard this the other night. San Jose's up there in the most goals scored. Yeah. They're up there in the most goals allowed. Like so, they literally have to outscore opponents like seven to five to like we've seen that. Yeah, like I mean, their goal differential was okay. Like, well, not okay. They were pretty good. Like, I mean, what were they? So they're eleventh in goals allowed. Eleventh in goals allowed. Like their goal differential was holy shit. Where are they? I can't even find them here. I think they're up around seven. Okay, so their goal differential was seven. So they were outscoring it, but I mean, their goals against. Like, not great, man. They were 11th in the league in goals against in the same realm as, like, LA, New York, Toronto, surprisingly high. Yeah. So. And I feel like a lot of those goals against is because their goaltending is subpar. Jones sucked until that, like, game in Vegas where they were on the brink of elimination and he suddenly started to play okay. So, again, like, there's just, there's too many, like, again, like, when you say with Arizona, it's like, okay, if this, if this, if this, then maybe. Yeah. It's kind of similar with the Sharks. It's like, there's just too many things that could go wrong for me to like, oh yeah, they're absolutely a contender. Like they have to somehow address the loss of Pavelski, Nyquist, and Donskoy yep. internally. They have to hope that nobody in the top six gets injured, so their depth holds up somehow. And they have to hope that Carlson and like I think Burns for sure is gonna have another offensive I think season. Burns will be fine. The dude sucks defensively though. Yeah. Um, and then you have to hope Carlson stays healthy and you have to hope Jones and Dell cannot suck. Above staying healthy, you have to hope Carlson is godlike. So like I mean, when 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 so much of your success is contingent on so many different factors that could shift, then it's just hard to guarantee a lot. So yep. I have the Sharks pegged at third right now. Um if those things go right, they could be an absolute Stanley Cup contender, but it's, that's a lot of ifs. So I'm not quite as high on them as a lot of other people. All right. So you got our you got our boys coming in at number two. I got the Flames coming in at number two, but you know what? I'm a little more 
I don't know. I'm a little more like positive they can contend with Vegas now. I don't know if it's just like preseason hype. Let's look at Vegas. Let's do Vegas first. Yeah. So I think with Vegas, so let's look at this because they have some injuries. I think with Vegas, the reason that so many people are absolutely, including myself, scared shitless of them is because they have a full season of Mark Stone coming up. Yeah. And their top nine is absolutely unparalleled, I think. Yep. Your top line is Max Pacioretty. Like, even if this is your second line, I don't know. Pacioretty, Stastny, Stone. Wow. Wow. Your second... And you saw those guys, how much chemistry they had right? last year. Okay, do you think, barring the injury, um, or the injury, the Pavelski thing in the that happened with the Sharks, the whole Game 7 controversy? Yeah. Do you think if the Knights win that game, they don't win the Cup? Well. I think they absolutely beat St. Louis. And I think they absolutely beat Boston. So, like, they scare the shit out of me. Then you got Marchezo, Carlson, Riley Smith. Wow. Yep. Uh, Brandon Peary, who is a great underrated player. Cody Eakin, Alex Tuck. It's a pretty, like, Alex Tuck is an awesome player. Yep. Then your fourth line is pretty, you know, Carrier, Nosek, Reeves. That's a pretty unbelievable top nine. And the thing is, is, like, these guys, they play so big, too. Oh, man. But they, they, they bring the physicality to today's game. It's not like their size slows them down, oh, takes no. them out of positions. It's like the perfect blend. Yeah, like they, I really, they, for me, they're my Stanley Cup favorite this year. I think them, Toronto, and Tampa are the three teams I'm looking at who like could win the cup. And then their defense, that's the one part where it's like, eh, but, but it's okay. Like, I mean, Nate Schmidt's pretty good. The thing is, is that it seems like the ice is pretty much slanted. I know, right? Into, like their forwards do so much. Yeah. Like Mark Stone is like, unbelievable beast possession wise it's like the defense doesn't even ever even have to worry because mark stone and all these other guys are just taking care of it so yeah i mean their top pairing is eh, it's mcnab and schmidt yeah. i like schmidt mcnab's okay yeah their second pairing john merrill i haven't seen much of him to be honest but shay theodore is a really good player and then they got england and schultz i guess england i think is still a pretty serviceable defenseman for what he is at right. this age and then you get to the goaltender and this is what i've been saying yeah is that the success of Vegas is going to hinge on the goaltending position because right. Flurry has he has he made it through the last three four seasons without getting injured? Well, and I think that's what a lot of people point to is like, hey, like there's no way Flurry can keep keeping this up, right? Well, there's no there's no way any goalie in the NHL anymore yeah. can keep it up. So yeah. I don't know, like, because outside of Flurry, their goaltending is not good. No. And I know when they had their first season. Well, remember they had all those injuries and those those weird guys showed up. And they, and they were all lights out. Legis or but that was all small sample size, short yeah. period of time. You're talking mm-hmm. about a full 82 game season. Yeah, I feel like this is where they could falter. For sure. Not only does Flurry have to stay healthy yeah. for like the high majority of the season, mm-hmm. but he also has to fucking play lights out. Well, you got to think they're gonna try to platoon it a little more to keep him healthy. Yeah. But so if he I does get injured, me, I don't know if I'm super confident in Malcolm Subban and whoever else they might bring up that legacy guy, legacy guy or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, that's like the one weakness, but still for me, like it's such a minor weakness. It is. You're nitpicking. Like I just, I don't know. Right. I don't know if I'm overshooting these guys, but I just think their top six is so unbelievable. All right, let's let's look at our boys. All right, our boys. So you got the Calgary Flames. Mm. Oof. Oh, it's purple. So as of right now, it looks like Johnny, Monty, Lindholm will start the season together. Yep. Back in line, Chucky. We got the three. We got a lot of the lines sitting together. We got the we got the three M line. Chucky back one for Leak. Right now, the third line. I haven't minded the looks of this so far. It's I been, actually don't mind the lines, even though they sent Dubé down, which is dumb. Yeah, 
But it's, it's been Ryan, Lucic, and Mangiapane, but now that Frolik and Chucky are back, and they got Bennett right now slot on the third line. Yeah. Which I don't... I like, don't mind that. Like, <clears throat> if it's true what you say, Bennett is starting to develop some chemistry with Derek Ryan. I like Ryan and Bennett together. And you know that Ryan can play with anybody... Like, maybe Ryan's the perfect solution for centering between Bennett and Lucic. Two maybe. guys that seem to have a little bit of issue just, you know. Yeah, I, I really don't mind that third line, to be honest. I, I would 10 times out of 10 put everybody else on the team in Lucic's spot, but it is what it is. So And then your fourth line, Mangiapane, Jankowski, Zarnik. Which is a hell of a good fourth line. That, dude, that's a hell of a good that's fourth line. That's one of the best fourth lines in the league. I personally would move Mangiapane and Zarnik. Way up the lineup, but yeah, and, and we'll see it happen. Yeah, Bill Peters gives everybody the opportunity, and then you get a short lease. Yep. So that's what I love about him. That's what I hate about Glenn Galson. Right. Um, and you know what? We need more from Jankowski. Okay, Jankowski, you need to step it up, bud. Right. Like I, they're making all kinds of excuses for him. Like Wills was like, "Oh, he knows he's got an NHL spot." It's like Quine outplayed him, Dubé outplayed him, Mangiapane outplayed him, Zarnik outplayed him, Lucic outplayed him. Everybody outplayed this guy. I think. Reader outplayed him. Reader outplayed him like unbelievable. So actually, the line they did have Zarnik as the thirteenth guy, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Well, we'll see what happens. I think I, I think th- Bill's got a big. He loves Reader. <laughs> so yeah, Bill's got a hard on Reader slash Zarnik. All right, and then your your defense. I your mean, defense. This is where everybody I think underrates us to an insane degree. Yeah, don't they, you agree? Well, even today, some some guy. Oh yeah, I don't. I forgot his name. You remember his name? Uh, Pete. Fuck, I don't... Pete Jensen. Pete Jensen. Yeah. Did his Stanley Cup playoff predictions, and Calgary was not on the list. Not even in the playoffs. And I said, yo, what the hell's wrong with you? And he says, well, we don't know about the goaltending, and Mark Giordano has to shoulder all the defense. It's like... Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Like, literally, the strength of this team is on the backhand. Don't you agree? The the most strength... Like, it's kind of like the Oilers. You go through the forwards, you're like, wow, that's bad. Yeah. Like, but that's not their weakness. Yeah. They go to the forwards on the Flames, you're like, wow, that's a good group. But that's not even the strength. Exactly. It's like the it's like the bizarro Oilers. Like when you can roll out Mark Giordano, TJ Brody is your top pairing, or switch Rasmus Anderson there, like that's one of the best top pairings in the league. Mark Giordano and TJ Brody have been one of the best defensive pairings in the league, regardless of what everybody thinks of TJ Brody. Still one of the best. Noah Hannafin, Travis Hamanick, that's a pretty solid second pairing. Yep. Like, pretty solid. And then, thank God our boy Oliver Shillington is on the team. Yeah, baby. Because we were a little worried there based on what some people on the fan were saying. Oh, yeah, start Michael Stone and Andrew McDonald ahead of him. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. How do you get paid to talk about hockey? Shillington Anderson, that's one of the best third pairings in the league as far as I'm concerned. Totally. And even if you go Shillington Brody, that's still one of the best third pairings in the league as far as I'm concerned. And then outside of you know the city and the organization, again, they're looking at goaltending as a big question mark. To me, it's not at all. No, like, and I think I don't think anybody is it a question that Riddick is not going to be good this year? I think it's a question There's whether really, or not he can be an absolute number one goalie. But is, I think that's, that's why you got Cam Talbot, right? That's all he has to prove left. Yeah, is that he can be a legit number one goalie? Exactly, and handle like maybe fifty games this year. And you you created enough insurance for yourself that you brought in Cam Talbot. Exactly. Which again, everybody's shitting all over Talbot, but again, if you look at his career numbers, I know he's a little older, but I mean. I have well, a more confidence in him back bouncing back than I do in him faltering. And here's the difference: we already covered the Edmonton Oilers, their def- their weakness is defense, mm-hmm. 
And okay, so how much of that is Cam Talbot's fault? Exactly. Like, can you imagine playing in front of that defense where your top pairing is Darnell Nurse and Adam Larson? And then you flip it, and you look at last year. How terrible was Mike Smith in front of one of the best defense? Exactly. So I, it's it seems to be. The people who don't watch the Flames and don't understand that the actual strength of this team is on defense. Well, and it's guaranteed that guy that made that comment is NHL, works yeah. for NHL Network in the East somewhere, it's, probably never watches the Flames. It's kind of becoming like a sexy thing to like say the Flames are going to fall off a cliff this year. Yeah. Because I don't, again, Mark Giordano won the Norris. I think he's still underrated. TJ Brody, underrated. Hannafin Hamannick, underrated. Shillington Anderson, unbelievably underrated. Like, people don't know how good our defense core is. Yeah. Like I think it's one of the best in the, in the, it's it's probably the best if not one of the best in the West. All right, I'm going Flames one, Vegas two. You San are Jose three. Oh, yeah, baby, I love it. I just can't. I'm gonna go Yotes four. I'm gonna go Canucks. Okay. Five. All right. Anaheim six. I just Edmonton think... seven, LA eight. Okay. All right, and we'll and we'll see. We'll see you at the end of the year. We're gonna come back and listen to this and see how fucking. And I've got Vegas stuff. one, Calgary two, San Jose three, Anaheim four, Arizona five. Vancouver 6, LA 7, Edmonton 8. I just think... I just am so scared. I just think Vegas, that top 9, is so unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's how you win in the NHL. Because, like, you look at how St. Louis won last year. Yeah. It's because they were able to insert guys like Bozak and O'Reilly. And, and then they had so much depth and unrelenting for it. Like, it's just, like... You and can't honestly, like that. Vegas, just they only struggled coming out of the gate last year. Yeah. If they hadn't, exactly, they probably would have finished first. Like you saw the- how dominant they were towards the latter half of the season. Yeah. You saw how they were dominant in the playoffs until the weird thing in Game Seven with the Sharks. But they still didn't get it done. They didn't get it done, but they've been to the final before. So I don't know. Vegas just scares the shit out of me. But yeah. I think the I think a lo- well, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people are. I think all of a sudden there's like this group of people who are like, "Oh, the Flames suck." It's like, no. <laughs> I, there's no reason why they can't win the division other than that Vegas is too good. Um, but I like our, I like us better than San Jose, to be honest, at this point. Yeah. I didn't say that last year, but now, and, it's, now it's changed. Yeah, and now that we have Kachuk signed, and the fact that we still have Frolik yeah. and Brody yeah. and have Kachuk signed, yeah. me like. Me like a lot.